What's going on, fans? And welcome to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Episode 159 is started right now, live on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening, and supporting. It's a big week for us, so let's get it started. In comics, we have plenty of books to get into. DC, Marvel, IDW, Dynamite, Image, to name a few. And in news, drop the mic, Tom Cruise, Top Gun, Maverick does it again. And I have some video game news and a Jurassic Park Dominion review. And over in sports, of course, we cannot forget the hugest news of the week. NFL Week 1 is here. We have college football over the last couple weeks to talk about. NASCAR at Darlington was crazy, and we head to Kansas this week, and we do a small check-in on the EPL and MLB standings. But get out of this heat and come listen to this fire. This is the Common Bookies Podcast, Episode 159. Let's do this. And coming live from the surface of the sun, this is the Comic Bookies Podcast, issue number 159. Thank you all so much for joining us. Like every single damn week, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. This Wednesday, September 7th, 2022 is New Comic Book Day, so go out to your local comic book store. Ours would be Treasure Island. Go see Alex. He's open every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, and he can get you your books any way you want them. He can ship it to you for a small fee like he does for me. Or you can go into the shop and actually grab your books yourself. Um, but Mark, what's going on, man? Um, huge week for us. I mean, it was it's obviously a huge week for us last week as we have the NFL season preview. But now we get into the real stuff. Now we get into, you know, breaking down the games. This is a little bit tougher of a week, I think, because it's week one. You know, we haven't even seen anybody play yet. You know, we have seen we've seen many teams, zero starters played. You know, as far as their stars. So, first of all, how are you? Uh, to everyone out there, happy Labor Day. Hopefully, hopefully everyone's inside, staying cool. Yeah. How are you, sir? What is up? Yes, California having a crazy heat wave here these last couple of days and still upcoming. So, we're just trying to stay cool here. Um, but not, I don't know if everyone else around the country is, uh, you know, staying indoors. It is Labor Day. We know people like to get out on their lakes and, you know, out, out on their boats and get out on the open road, take a vacation with the family. So didn't do none of that. Right. Um, kind of kept it local, kept it close, kept some of the that AC Slater on me. You know what I mean? So <laughs> just uh, yes, sir. But really just uh, had some work to do and did that and just uh, enjoyed some college football. Just so much going on and just uh, great games and some close upsets and just uh you know, just exciting, man. Like you said, NASCAR was great. Um, just uh, ready to get into like the meat and potatoes now, man. It's here. Although it's 110 degrees still, it's uh, the fall is slowly approaching. And uh, the right. picks will be coming in and, uh, you know, the wings. And, you know, by the time we know, it'll be Christmas time. And uh, we'll see who's in the lead for our contest. But I'm just excited, man. I'm just so excited. I see that 95, 95 um, degrees in Tracy, California. Right now I'm sure you're similar where you're at right now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love it. And this year is actually different from last year because 
like you know consistent listeners know that me you and sean had a super contest just the three of us right kind of going through our picks and everything but this year we're actually online doing this thing so we're on a website and it's so weird that i was like oh i was going through these uh, websites trying to figure out you know the best way to like do this online and that way we don't have to like write picks down and you know keep track of people's stuff like there's got to be a website to do it and I was telling you on the phone a couple weeks ago, I was like, yeah, it's like 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 run your pool or something like that. And you're like, what? You told me, what the hell? Like, yeah, I do a contest there too, you know? So we set it up for free. Uh, we set it up to do just the same way we did it last year. You just picked four games against the spread. I think this year we're just going to do it kind of like easy across the board just have the website pick the you know the spreads so so far we have over 20 people signed up for this thing it's absolutely free so i'm going to give a little plug for it right now but if you're listening to this in the next few days i don't know if thursday's the cutoff to sign up for the contest itself or if it's sunday morning at 10 a.m um, but yeah it's free to sign up i'll put a link in the description of this video i'm going to be sharing the hell out of it the next few days but yeah free to sign up uh, grand prize winner gets $200 cash and some TCB swag. Second place still gets a hundred bucks and some swag. And even third place gets maybe a t-shirt or two or some stickers and, and whatnot from your favorite podcast that collides the worlds of sports and comics. How cool is that? Mr. Fagundes? Definitely, definitely, man. And just like you mentioned, man, we try to make it, uh, more easier and more accessible for the fans to try to join us this, this year, obviously, We've already beaten that tenfold, I'd say, but just um, I, we appreciate you for going out and trying to, you know, finding that out and just, you know, we're in a, we're in 2022, almost 2023 here. I knew there had to be a way, but we found it right. out and you found it <laughs> out and uh, it's going to be fun, man. Just, uh, I mean, good luck to everyone that's competing, that's playing. Um, I, th- I know a pretty good pretty good guys including ourselves here we saw how tight it was last year but yes, um there might be some guys that might might kick our butt so they might run away with it so it's going to be fun to you know keep track and just uh, see how we do this year and um hopefully it actually can come down to like the last game like it did last year pretty right. fun stuff and I and I assure you that since it's kind of for money, you know, I don't think I'm just going to automatically pick against the Raiders this year. I think I will actually do some more homework, right? Not just on three games because, you know, I think I probably did that, what, at least 10, at least a 10 to a, to a dozen games where I was like automatically against the Raiders because, you know, hey, if I picked against them and they covered or if they won, that's good for me, you know? Like I at least get one, I at least get one thing positive, right? I I win this game or they actually win a game. So not going to do that this year though. I actually want to, uh, you know, compete. So, okay, let's, um, so for those of you actually watching live on YouTube right now, you can actually see, we have, uh, you know, uh, Josh Allen giving a nice stiff arm to their, uh, opponents on Thursday, uh, the LA Rams and Kyle Bush, his engine blowing up, unfortunately with, uh, just over 20 laps to go at Darlington last night. So, but before we get to that, we're doing a little bit of comic book talk. So this is one half of the comic bookies podcast. So let's go ahead and get into this week's comic books. Uh, Mark Batman 127 starts it off for DC dark crisis on infinite earths Four, flashpoint beyond five poison Ivy four and its new one, Batman dear detective. Number one, Marvel gives us moon Knight 15 Wolverine 24 immortal X-Men six new mutants, 29 and she Hulk number six 
Image spawn three 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 half of the devil himself six 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 twig number five time before time number sixteen and that Texas blood number seventeen IDW gives us yet another banger Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one thirty two Boom Studios their offerings are Once and Future twenty nine Basilisk number eleven Dynamite gives all three of us double oh seven number two and Erratic is back at AWA he comes out with a brand new uh, series right now Erratic Recharged number one now before we get into actual books of like what we're excited for this week or what we read last week i will say that another app that really really caught my eye i was watching uh one of our favorite youtubers he does like like disney world walkthroughs and stuff we found a few of these pages in 2020 you know when our disneyland trip got canceled and we were feeling kind of fomo when florida opened up disney world you know almost a year before disneyland and um this guy, he's doing uh, something on uh, this app called Whatnot. I download this app, and my God, there's live auctions for, um, you know, comic books and especially cards. These things are crazy uh, with, with these football cards, these baseball cards, soccer cards, like like what have you, um, Pokemon cards and everything. So there's so this website's for that. Like people have their you know their profile and they do live auctions. So I was thinking to myself, like let's take even more advantage of our um sponsorship and if there's ever a low week i'm gonna ask alex for him to give me like you know if there's uh good stories that just start like a, like a number one to send me like one or two extra books and then maybe once a month we'll get all those put together and we'll do either an auction or like a free giveaway you know something like that mm -hmm. so something something even more for the fans so just thinking outside the box for those couple things so please stay tuned for that if you are on whatnot just search the comic bookies and follow us so that way you're ready and you kind of get that notification when we do go live but give us about a month or two to kind of collect a, a handful of books and then hopefully we can do that you know maybe we can all get together or something like once a month once every other month and do something like that something cool for the fans yeah man um that's going to be definitely fun. Hopefully we can uh, get that thing cracking. Just uh, I never heard of whatnot. Um, I know you it's, mentioned it it's to crazy. me. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's just, it seems like a pretty cool idea, especially for content creators such as ourselves. And But I'm mm -hmm. kind of surprised that I haven't heard of it, you know, just with all this like NFT stuff and just big cards and just right. all, you know, the world we're living in lately, especially uh, just I haven't heard of it, but um i'm pretty sure that uh when we start doing this giveaway thing uh that i'll have to dig and dive deep into it a little bit more right it's it's mostly pages where you say you know that you like you bid on like a pack of cards right you know for like football cards or like because these things are blowing up right so you like bid on this box and obviously you don't know what's going to be in the box you may pay a little bit more than what you would pay at a store and um you know, some of these guys are pretty cool. Like they say, oh, hey, you know, if, like whoever wins this bid gets this like box or this pack of cards and they get a free spin on this wheel or whatever. And then whatever lands on the wheel, like you get that as well, like an extra pack of cards or a freaking sticker or T-shirt. It's, it's it's pretty cool how they how people promote themselves on some of these apps. So, yeah. So just stay tuned uh, for that. That's going to be pretty cool. And but you can, And you can go live right from the app. 
yeah, you go live right from the app and then you kind of uh, put, you know, like there'll be different toggles, like there'll be different pages people can go to. So people will have like before we go live, we'll have a list of what we're going to either give away or auction off. And then so people can actually see that. And so then they'll know like, OK, cool, we're going to auction off, uh, you know, this Batman Deer Detective number one. You know, we're starting the bidding at one dollar. And then and then once I can choose to go live, then we give like 30 seconds or a minute or something. And then people who are on there bid for it and then obviously in the next day or two we ship it to them you know so and we'll factor in obviously shipping costs and everything with that but yeah dude and then you know people do they you know they do a bunch of auctions like five or six or ten or whatever in a row and then they'll do all right cool we're giving the giveaway but you have to be like a lot of people you have to be on the live stream to be able to be eligible for the you can't just say like oh i'm gonna enter the uh the sweepstakes and then just leave and expect for you to get your name drawn nope you have to be in it so it's pretty cool, and it just randomly picks on like a name, whoever is entered the sweepstakes, and whoever is live on the stream. It's pretty cool. Hey, you got to be in it to win it, baby. You know, that's hell, what they say. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I will say um, that I did see a lot of number one books, like I didn't mention now. Uh, there's a Batman Nightwatch number one, an X-Men and Moon Girl number one, and a Shock Shop number one. So I'm going to email Alex. And if it's a low stack this week, I'm going to say, Hey, ship me out like, you know, like one or two of those that way over the next two months, I can get like a nice stack of books and we'll be able to, uh, you know, give some freebies away to these fans, man. What about Batman? There's a dear detective coming out. Number one today or to this true. week. That'd be a good, that, uh, that'd be a good giveaway because that's an $8 book. Mind you. That, that's a Bermejo. Um, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's so that is that a one-off? I mean, is that a one shot? I don't know, because it's kind of weird, because sometimes when they say it's number one, it could be, or it's not. Mm -hmm. This is actually one of the ones I did not pull from DC. You know how we've been pulling, like, there's no tomorrow from DC. I I did not pull this one. I did not pull it either. Okay. So, hey, maybe we, you know, maybe one of us gets it if we have a low week, and then that'll be one of the books that we can, you know, auction off or give away, for sure. Um, I will say... Going into this week, it's kind of light. I'm obviously going to say Batman 127. Um, you know, and the Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths and Flashpoint Beyond, those stories are pretty cool. You know, I'm so glad that I'm not doing all the side stories for Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, Alex pretty much said you don't, you didn't have to. There's no, you know, there's there's no advantage to doing it. So it's actually a good story. It's only like I think it's like eight issues or seven issues or something like that. And Flashpoint Beyond's only like eight issues as well so it's not too bad and um that's pretty much it i mean 007 is cool i mean the first you know the first issue was cool it's just a regular 007 but nothing we got big to, to this to week if anybody's right. into that if anyone's yeah. in what uh reading bond as we are number two it'll come out first uh, via dynamite this week right so i mean besides I don't know. I'd probably say Batman 127 is the most I'm, I'm excited for. Um, yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, um, I'm excited for Batman 127 as well. Um, I still got a couple of books. I'm still uh, the um, Stephanie Phillips Grimm that I still got to read. Um, and I know that the human target is obviously starting back up. I got one of yeah. the issues, but I got um, two to read on those. So I still got some stuff. Uh, like I said, I didn't make it to Treasure Island last week to be able to pick up my books in time so i got a couple from last week plus the ones this week which isn't going to be too much uh, captain america uh, sorry captain america sentinel of liberty number 4 um the other one has been great the um 
the Sam Wilson one. Read that one. That one's been good. Like I mentioned, I like it a little bit more than um, the Steve Rogers one. But I'd have to say, um, if I'm very excited for a book this week, I have to say it's got to be that TTB rhymes with TCB, that Texas blood still delivering that heat. If you guys have a chance, check out that cover. Man, I just love the, uh, you know, the masked uh, villain that um, is drawn out in that book and this arc. And it's like I mentioned before, I believe this arc is even better than the first arc. And I'm just truly, truly enjoying what um, um, what they're delivering there. So I probably have to say that it's a, you know, it's a close uh, it's a close tie between, um, you know, Condon's. Uh, that Texas blood and Mr. Zardaski's uh, Batman 127 for the week of 9 7 2022. Mr. Michael Biella. Chip, uh, ch- cheaping. Man, we're just like tongue tied tonight. Speaking of Chip, uh, let's get into the first book that I want to I get love into. how he's speaking to you, Chip. You know yeah, why? Because he... <laughs> he's a winner, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Like, it makes me love it even more now that, you know. Now that I'm an actual fan of NASCAR the last like six, seven years. So oh, God. it makes it even more. It makes it such so much better movie. It, like it propels it on my list of Will Ferrell movies for sure. Uh, but but Chip Zdarsky gave us Daredevil number two of his run. Uh, the 650th uh, Daredevil uh, of all time. So congratulations to everyone who's ever worked there. Marvel doing a great job. One of the greatest characters in comics history. Um, that's one of my dreams though, is to someday own the first six issues of daredevil ever when he was in his yellow suit. So issue number seven was when he switched to the red. So what'd you think of it, bro? Number two. Um, I liked it. I liked it because it was like it was it was it was longer, you know, yeah. obviously they had like a couple of little like two page little short stories. And they had like you were mentioning in pre-production, they had the pages where they had every single cover of Daredevil throughout all the 650 issues. But I think it's a, I think it's pretty cool. I definitely think that this villain uh, Goldie, you know, he, you know, it's uh, pretty yeah, that's crazy. What, that's what pretty, I was going to say. Crazy character. Who, that character. Who is he again? It's like. um is it like his boy or someone that he knew or trained with or I forgot exactly what it was, but he's like giving up like all this, like these visions and all these, right. you know, he's all Just like t- reminiscent on what happened. He's like kind of like he's acting like he's kind of like supposed to be his his keeper or like, you know what I mean? Like he's supposed to be the, right. his boy, but then he's really not. It's just um kind of a crazy um kind of a crazy character on top of everything that Mr. Matt Murdock is also dealing with, um, you know, like in his love life type going on in that book right now. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it, uh, from my lack of knowledge, you know, I'm the last person to pretend that I know a lot about Matt Murdock and the daredevil character and his history and whatnot, but no, it, it's definitely someone he's known for years, you know, like he went to college with this guy. So definitely, you know, he's messing with him. He made him, you know, believe that, the the train exploded you know and killing the girl pretty crazy yeah that was pretty messed up but i will hand it to marvel um let me give um some little respect on this show Mm -hmm. because we kind of um you know we everyone that's listened to us knows that we're more dc driven here but i'd say marvel has been at least throughout the you know the, the the spring and the summer 
I think that they've been delivering a little bit better stuff. Like, right. although, you know, it's like not the greatest, but I'd have to say that compared to, I think what I was getting before Marvel wise, as in, you know, you know, the black cat and, you know, even, you know, no, no disrespect to uh, Mr. Ahmed, but you know, my, Miles the, Morales. yeah, Miles Morales, but man, I think the stuff that we're reading now, I'd say the two Captain Americas are pretty good, pretty fun. Um, you know, I'm really enjoying the Daredevil, even though I don't really like I'm on the same boat as you. I'm not going to be the one to say I know much about the character, although we're going to eventually learn. Um, and then mm-hmm. the, the Spider-Man, right? I'm, you know, um, Zeb Wells, you know, right. be, you know, I, I mean, it's enjoyable, not the best. But I mean, I, I'm I'm holding on to, you know, a lot of these uh, Marvel books and. I wonder how Moon Knight is going right now. I dropped that one. Uh, you dropped it before I did. I yeah, um, I did. I mean, Philip Kennedy Johnson still doing well on uh, Alien. You know, that's a Marvel book, so I'm still pulling that one. I think that a brand new story is coming out this week. I believe uh, Alien number one. It's the same writer, and it might be the same like you you know universe as it was in the arc that I was just reading. Uh, but a new number one is starting this week. By the way, and let me say this: I will attest to. Um, a lot of the book, we could be judging it and be a little prejudgmental whether in in the character or not, right? Because with Moon Knight, right, it's like it could have been a certain, you know, it could be a great story for others or someone that loves that character. It's just that, you know, to me, like, I enjoy reading more of the Daredevil. It's got like that, you know, that, that um, dark, that dark, um theme kind of that gothamish feel like you know mm-hmm. it's just um it kind of reminds me of like a spider-man type book but more you know like on the dark side you know and hence the reason why mr mac murdoch my or martin murdoch is uh blind right can't see uh but man i just uh um i just really would say that for me personally it has to do a lot with the character in the book if it's a you know, especially when it's like characters that I'm trying to introduce myself to and trying to be more knowledgeable on. It's just uh, I, I it's just my limitations of how far I'm going to, you know, I try to give a book like two arcs, I'd say, you know, about, you know, 12 issues and whatnot. And I think I do a pretty good job at that. Um, Harley Quinn's not always the best, but it's been fun at times. And I try to mix it up. I try to have, you know, the bit villains, heroes, you know, male, female, and what have you. So um, I just, you know, I just try to add to my repertoire and just, uh, you know, really, you know, enjoy um, these characters, really, and try to dive deeper into the ones that I think I'm going to enjoy more. But what are your thoughts on that, Mike? Is it is the character based on how much you're going to, you know, you know how much you're going to deal with an okay book, a so-so book, with dropping it, with adding it. Because to me, I mean, I'd say it has to do a, a big deal. Right. I mean, to me, um, I want to expand my horizons on characters, right? So if it's a character that I know from like a TV show or a movie, like Daredevil, for instance, right? Like I watch the TV show on Netflix, right? So And I watch the movie and everything. So I'm really into the character, but I've never really read anything, you know, uh, daredevil itself so i'm really interested to see right i'm I'm willing to give it a longer run 
than I would someone who I, I, I already know who the character is, right? But it it all boils down to if I know a character, if I don't know a character, is the quality of writing, right? Like if it grabs me, if the story's good, um, then I tend to stay on the book. If it's not good, then I have, you know, just like, you know, just like jobs nowadays, man, with this generation, you know, if someone doesn't want to work, you got 400 people waiting in line to freaking to take your job. So there's other books that are waiting in line for me to grab, but I don't grab because I'm getting so many. Right. So if it's not good, like the Thor, you know, like Moon Knight, I'm going to drop it because I'm going to grab something else. I'll try to grab a Marvel and give them more and more chances. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, though. I'll drop it if it's not as good. But so far, Daredevil, you're right, though. Daredevil, um, Alien, uh, Spider-Man, they're good enough for me to keep it. Doing pretty well right now. It also doesn't hurt that Mr. Zadarsky is also, you know, writing Dare, Daredevil as well. Well, yeah, it doesn't hurt at all because oh, Stillwater still is still good. Batman's good so far. So, yeah. And as much as we want to talk about my money, as much as I mentioned, you know, you know, the protagonist antagonist type, you know, character of the book. And, um, you know, the, the writer as well. But to me, as much as said for the, you know, artistry in the book, too, because there's just some art. And, you know, obviously um, art is in the eye of the beholder. And, you know, I believe that everybody that puts their effort into designing art in a comic book should be rewarded. And obviously there's going to be people that love it and people that don't think so highly of it. But to me, it's, you know, if the art is kind of skewed and, like, it's not really my taste or my style, that also adds to me, you know, liking or, you know, pulling or not pulling a book. It's just, it's crazy because you wouldn't think of it that much, you know. And I wouldn't say that it was, I wouldn't say that it's, like, the main factor. It probably, mm-hmm. like, lower towards the bottom. But there's some stuff that's got some, you know, some pretty, like, trippy art, you know. And then, right. again... And then we can always come back to the factor of like, what else helps you pull a book? There might be a great writer and it might be from a good publisher, but then you get a book like the, um, what was, what was the name of it? The one with the, uh, primordial, mm-hmm. you know, you get primordial oh. and it's just like, okay, it's, you know, we we're trying to give the writer, you know, that like indie stuff was real high. It's, you know, it's always hot, but we get on like a run where like indies just hit and right, and we're like, okay, Lemire, it's gonna be good, and it's just man, it's <laughs> right? just a. And it's like, okay, yeah. cool. You got about five, like a hundred words through like six issues total. And it I was pulled, pretty, it was and I, pretty crazy. I pulled them all, Mister Michael. Mm-hmm, I know, <laughs> but then again, you have on the other hand, every single thing that I see come out from Tom King, and I'm sorry, I'm, I always, I, I think I'm always butchering his name, but Mitch Gerards, if if those two guys are on a book, automatic pull. Doesn't matter. Like this, like this Riddler one, the one bad, the Batman one bad day. So good. So good. I know you didn't read it. So I'm gonna wait for you to get it. And then one day when you come back and you read it, but it's a good story. Definitely. How many pages is it? Oh, it's a, it's a thick one. It's a, Oh yeah, it's a, it's a thick one. It's an 80 pager. I believe so. It's eight bucks. So it better be, but it was definitely one of the ones that was worth it. Um, a really really good story and it's not like one that's you know jumping around from you know, just like a couple of short stories it's one long story really well written artwork's amazing so i will save that though for when you uh, and or sean read it but i will jump into another actually another dc book the flash 785 i will say that you know 
it's um it's it's good it's it's not great and but it's not bad you know these issues these dark crisis tie-ins you know they're trying to save barry allen there's like this night flash you know in this other universe and then this other little kid is is is, is helping the two kids mm-hmm. find him right and then he and then he's the one who who ends up being knives you know the guy with knives the one who actually killed his mother in that universe so it's a cool little side story in that universe i thought um and then of course yeah they, they end up saving barry allen and he's off to uh do his thing to save the justice league so definitely we'll definitely uh, have a huge issue to read this upcoming week in that dark crisis on infinite earths uh, i like four. how i like how they introduce the kids they have they have the kids and that you know that arc and whatnot it's pretty fun mm-hmm. you know not the yeah. best but you know yeah. flash is the flash it's um enjoying it Aftershock is still doing its thing for me um, with the brother of all men. Uh, Zach Thompson is the writer on that one. Uh, issue two, I, I read uh, the guy who's kind of playing undercover, trying to save his brother and his um, and his brother's wife from this cult. He finally meets the cult leader at the very end of the of the story. So it's going to get juicy, you know, uh, so that's a good story. And finally, uh, for the week, uh, Undiscovered Country. Uh, this has been a roller coaster like the video, like the computer game back in the day, this has been a roller coaster tycoon of a of a story with the first two arcs being amazing, and then the next arc and a half was like, like what's like what's the direction here? What are we going on? And then we get tons of breaks, you know, in between, and so we're like, dude, what the hell's going on? But so far, this arc right here, I believe this has been the third issue of this arc so far, second or third issue. Uh, but but Snyder and Soul have been uh, giving us some good stuff for Undiscovered Country. Yeah, man, just. Ups and downs like a roller coaster, just like they want you walking that spiral, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nice, I mean, nice. That was a good one. It's just, <laughs> it's, um, I mean, what can I say? It, it sometimes it seems like it's getting a little bit repetitive. And then, like, just when you think right. like it could be like kind of get boring again, something happens. I mentioned to you in pre production, I enjoy, you know, kind of. The little history lesson that, you know, Snyder and Soleil is giving us. And, um, you know, it's just uh, I just don't know how much longer it's going to go. We're on issue 20 now. It's been how long, Mike, that we've been uh, getting you know, like two A years while. Off, right? I, I mean, yeah, book- if you include the break, it would be two years because you had 24 issues if it went 24 straight months. But mm-hmm. there was a little break in between there. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, but this one's cool. You know, it's in like two different two different parts of the world, you know, um, uncle Sam is just willing to, to, sh- to shoot the two gals, sh- Charlotte and the other gal and to keep like kind of respawning and regenerating. They finally regenerate where Pearl Harbor's at. Um, and then you have the other crew that they're, um, it was pretty cool how they said like, um, no, they're rotting in prison right here and they look hella old. So that they're like, well, what's going on here? You know? And they find out that uh, they have some followers that are willing to help them when they got in the back of that truck. So help them escape. So it's, you know, it's going pretty good. So we'll see what happens uh, with the Destiny Man, how he handles those guys in issue number 21. Probably be out in about two months. Right. Anything else uh, you have in comics before we get to a couple headlines? Um, no. Um, Spider-Man's been cool. Um, uh, you know, um not really man just like i said i'll be having grim red and just a couple more things but with you know with this footballs and all these you know all this starting up i mean dude you know september man beginning of september is just kind of uh, (laughs) uh, uh, i know 
I mean, Let's... and and that's the thing too is like we love talk we love talking about our comic books, but when we go every week, it makes it easier to just kind of shrink down this section because we only have one week's worth of books to talk about, not like two weeks, right? So, um, but yeah, so uh, from the books going into it, just a handful of headlines for me. Uh, the video game news that I was talking about, um, I always love these. I've played every single game except for the most recent one, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But they did; it was leaked, and then they went, they came out and said officially, "Yeah, we're uh, making this new game." Uh, but Assassin's Creed Mirage, they're going to give more information on September 10th. Um, I, re- I read a couple er- uh, articles. It says that the main protagonist looks to be a character from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So I'm like, ah, crap. Now I got to go back and play that game, you know, and beat it and find out who this Basim guy is, right? So, uh, so that's uh, yeah, right. So that <laughs> that uh, one is um, uh, in the making. So in the works. Uh, have you have you seen any of these trailers or Instagram little things on this new Hogwarts Legacy game? This new Harry Potter game coming out, it's like an open world thing. It looks so so cool. Um, just an unfortunate piece of news is for all you Harry Potter fans and who the you know gaming fans who are going to pick up this game, the Hogwarts Legacy game will not feature a playable Quidditch game. So you cannot jump on the broom and play a little game of Quidditch. You will be able to jump on a broom and fly around Hogwarts and you know outside and stuff but there's no quidditch in the game but that's another one man like you're bringing back like the feels of like old movies or old games i used to play and then you're gonna like totally remaster them oh man makes me want to even grab a ps5 i don't know (laughs) those graphics on those ps5s are pretty good man but right if only we had 32 hours in a day, not just 24, you know, then I, I might be able to have time to to do all this extra stuff. But anyways, so going in from uh, that one to Top Gun Maverick, man, this thing, holy crap. So it's one point four four billion dollars. It's almost I forgot what number it was. It's going to pass Frozen 2 at one point four five pretty soon here. Um, but, yeah, it's top five. Top five in the United States of all time. It passes Black Panther. It hit the 700 million mark just, uh, you know, here in, in the United States. It is the only movie ever to be number one on both Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend. So it's oh, stretched, wow. it stretched like 15 weeks to do that. So, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, do I do I do I go out and watch it? Like, do I really I mean, you want could to have. wait? Like, geez, dude, do I give this uh, this movie more money? Man, crazy. And we, and we have to mention shout out to. Uh, a lot of you know, um, movie theater branches and chains participating in the right. Labor Day, um, the three dollar. What is it like National um, Cinema Day or something? It was. Oh, cool! And no, I didn't know about was, that. You didn't know about that? It was three dollar tickets, I believe, on um, Saturday, and that's why like Spider Man No Way Home got re released. What? Um, yeah, oh, that's cool. So yeah, I mean, I heard it. They racked in a lot of money because I mean, three dollar tickets. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I did see that it was on the tail. It was uh, not really on the tail, but it was coming up on on Avatar. And then they said, unfortunately, it probably won't catch Avatar because they're re-releasing Avatar into the movie theaters before the second one comes out. So the so Avatar is going to make even more money, which is going to you know extend it. So. So unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But one movie I did watch last night, it was free on Peacock, was Jurassic Park Dominion, the newest uh, Jurassic Park one. I would think that it's the last of, you know, I mean, when you bring the characters of this current, uh, you know, trilogy of movies 
with the older trilogy of movies, you would think that that's it, right? Dr. Grant, Ellie Sadler, you had um, Jeff Goldblum's character, you know, coming in with Chris Pratt and um, God dang it, what's her name? Dallas Bryce Howard, I think her name is. Yeah, Ron Howard's uh, daughter. You know, the whole story comes together and then you have the three characters who you grew up with from you know, ever since 1993's Jurassic Park. Um, it, it, it was a good movie. Um, I think just like based on action sequences and like it being like a big Jurassic Park movie, if my kids were older and wanted to go see it, I would go see it. But I'm glad I didn't see it in the theaters. It was, you know, it was down there with the lower of the movies, but it was serviceable for it being a Jurassic Park movie. You know, you had some dinosaur killings. You had uh, flashbacks of the past. You had some nostalgia, some nostalgic uh, parts, you know, like some of the older characters would say things that they said from the first movie. You know, it kind of makes makes you like uh, give a little half smirk, you know, like I remember when you said that in in 1993, you know, you son of a bitch, you, you know, (laughs) so definitely um, three already, huh? 1993 speak and speaking of anniversaries. um, So I I don't know if you plan on seeing it. I won't. I won't I won't give anything uh, like anything away, but uh, but it but it's but it's a pretty good movie. So I would say it's one of those nights. Definitely you sit down on the couch with your with your wife. Hey, what are we going to watch? Hey, let's watch this. If you especially if you've seen all the other ones leading up to this one. So definitely, definitely worth the watch, I would say. Um, but the last piece of news, um, unless you want to get into anything, is I saw right now before we jumped on on Twitter today, September 5th, 1992, 30 years ago, years Batman, ago. The, Batman animated the Animated Series. series. What yes, the hell? Happy hell yeah, birthday, dude. Batman the Animated Series. I was just going to say that. You took my news for me. Oh, brother. man. Sorry great, about that. I mean, great like, minds. Great mm-hmm. minds think alike. 30 years ago, off Tim Burton's success. Um, right. In the in the Batman movies, uh, Warner Brothers asked Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, and Mitch Bryan to develop a new Batman that would be appealing to kids. And there we are, man. Just kind of like an instant classic, man. It appealed to kids. It appealed to everybody, man. Just right. uh, just it's great just, stuff. That's where that's where my love of Batman uh, kind of started and then grew mm-hmm. because in you know when Batman eighty nine came out, I was two. When the when Batman Returns came out, I was three or four or whatever. So I was probably a little young to be able to watch those movies, just sit down and watch them. Uh, so that's where the cartoon came out and that's where my love grew. And of course I watched those two movies uh, right around the time when Batman forever was coming out. So I wanted to watch those two movies before I saw, you know, Riddler and two face and Batman forever. So man, um, and one, and, and a fun fact, if no one knew, uh, but the first appearance of Harley Quinn was in this very mm. Batman animated series. It was not in a comic book. Of course, you had the first appearance of her on print, but the first ever appearance of Harley Quinn was in Batman the Animated Series. Pretty it cool. Was, it wasn't Paul in Dini. The, I don't think it was in 93, though, was it? Or was it 94? I don't know what year it was, but it was in an episode of... of yeah, know. but I don't think it was like the first episode or like the first... No, no the first episode, I think, I think the villain in the first episode is Man Bat. If I'm not mistaken, because I tried actually it was a few months ago. I tried to uh, sit sit Maddie down to watch like, hey, this is one of the shows dad used to watch. <laughs> she was up doing something else within the first three minutes. <laughs> She's like, oh, OK, cool, dad. Yeah, she take, to take these, take these 1992 graphics and get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Six, eight bit Sega Genesis shit. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah. Yeah. Get out get of here, daddy. Here, daddy. Yeah, I'm going to go color. I'm going to go do my puzzles or I'm going to go watch Ryan's World. Something I don't know, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but that's all I have for comic books and entertainment news, brother. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, man. 
All right, dude. So let's get into the second half of the podcast. No breaks today. Absolutely no breaks, uh, partly because we started a little late tonight. But either way, that's near, neither here nor there. But let's get into a little bit of the smaller pieces of news of uh, in sports. Um, as we take a break, obviously, boom. We're going to do uh, – you can find us, the comic bookies, on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now you're going to find us on uh, Whatnot. So follow us on Whatnot. <laughs> Obviously, sub- subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to be posting more shorts and stuff as the as the uh, the weeks in the NFL season roll along. Obviously, updates on the Super Contest. Uh, again, speaking of the Super Contest, go and join runyourpool.com. We're going to put a link to the contest in the description below. So as you're watching this, please click on the link and sign up for free cash and swag prizes for the top three winners of the season long contest. All you have to do is pick four, not 16, but four games against the spread every single week. Um, but yeah, follow, you know, listen to us on all platforms. You know, we're on Apple iTunes. We're on uh, Google. We're on Amazon prime music. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio, radio.com app. We're on, like everywhere. You can find us definitely search the comic bookies. Um, but yeah, Mark, let's get into it, bro. So I got EPL. I, I said, we were going to do a quick uh, standings check-in with the week that was an EPL. Uh, we're now starting to get into the second week after Labor Day of MLB season. A little bit of a shakeup there. You know, let's start in baseball. Actually, the Yankees are not really who we thought they were. They're only like five games ahead of the Tampa wow. Bay Rays, you know, um, who I believe are uh, – I think the Rays and the Mariners are about a half game Oh no, the Mariners are not. Yeah, I think the Mariners are half game uh, ahead of the Toronto Blue Jays for the that wild card spot. So, but it looks like the Dodgers they have over ninety wins now. They have the best record in the league. But the Houston Astros are surging. They have like eighty seven wins. They're the number one team in the AL. So pretty crazy shakeup over the last couple of weeks since we've checked in on Major League Baseball, dude. Yeah, and look at the Astros, man. Just uh, maybe you know we we're thinking that they were going to have a down year. Um, mm-hmm. they got, got rid of, uh, they got rid of a couple guys, um, you know, but then again, I mean, what can you say when you got, you know, Verlander down there, you know, looking like the candidate for the Cy Young again, guy, just, uh, I know. What the, the hell? end, the endless wonder of Verlander and just, um, ageless you know, wonder. yeah, the ageless wonder, but man, um, Crazy. shout out, shout out to our Oakland A's tied with the Washington Nationals with the worst uh, record in the league. Um, Get what you pay for. Right. Um, but no, man, just uh, um, Dodgers. What can you say about them? 92 wins. They're looking like they want the World Series um, handed out to, you know, New York Mets. They've been a pretty fun team to watch. But yet again, mm-hmm. just one game above Atlanta Braves over there in the National League East. That's going to be, you know, pretty fun coming down to the wire. Um, who do you who do you actually who do you like in that in that division, man? Are you going to go with the Mets there or are you going to go with the Braves to, you know, pull it off? Um, I mean, I mean the Mets the Mets are like, oh man, the Mets were so good and they're kind of uh, you know, teetering on, you know, like losing it there, but but I think the Mets still hold on. I think the Mets still hold on to the East. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of speaking of the NL, the Giants are probably out. I'd say maybe three and a half weeks left of the season. They're seven and a half games out of that third spot behind the San Diego Padres in the wild card. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies are right there, and Atlanta Braves hold a ten and a half game um, cushion 
for the wild card. So yeah, it's going to be the Braves or the Mets in that first wild card spot, uh, well ahead of the Phillies and Padres. And it looks like maybe the Brewers are right there, two games behind. So it looks like a, it's a, a three team race for the last two spots between the Padres, Phillies, and Brewers. AL, uh, the Rays and the Mariners are both half a game ahead of the Blue Jays in the third spot. But look at this, bro. The freaking <laughs> Baltimore Orioles are four right. and a half games out of a wild card spot. Holy shit. I would say the Twins and White Sox, six and a half and seven and a half games out, respectively, are probably out of it. So it looks like the Baltimore Orioles would, would be a team. Can you imagine that? Baltimore Orioles, you know, with the, the juggernaut at the offensive positions that the Blue Jays have to knock them out. You know, the season that the Mariners have been having to, you know, it's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And coming from, you know, years of the, you know, obviously he's out there in San Diego now, but coming from the years of the Manny Machado era down there, you know, in mm -hmm. Baltimore, and just, you know, you thought they were going to be promising. They had this young, you know, young kid on the team, and, you know, they had a couple, I think they had like a couple other Suggers, can't remember their names right now, but, you know, a couple guys that were with the organization for a long time, and you know, you thought they were going to be kind of good, and then, like, they traded Machado, and they just fell off a cliff and whatnot. But um, let's not see – let's – you know, they might remind us of, you know, the Houston Astros, man. You know, they used to be the laughing stock, even when they – you know, when they came back to the AL West and started playing the A's and whatnot again. Just uh, – we used to laugh at them and make fun of them, and now, you know, look at right. them, man. They're just uh, – and I kind of and I do enjoy that about baseball, you know, that, you know, teams that care and teams that, you know, I, I don't know if you're tanking or you're just rebuilding, you know, with baseball's a really huge uh, re rebuilding sport with the, this whole forum organization and shot out to like the farm league. If you heard they're trying to, you know, unionize, I think, because those guys get paid crumbs. So. I right. think that it's pretty messed up that these dudes, you know, try to reach their dreams, but, you know, they have to play in this system and make nothing. So shout out to them if they can get some type of like player union going for the for the minor leagues. But baseball's crazy. So just, you know, back to the Orioles, just I think that'll be cool, man, if they can make the playoffs, make a push or just if they can't, you know, do it this year, but at least look forward to the future and just uh Hope to, you know, hope to be positive going forward and just build on it, really, because I'll tell you one thing. Um, I don't see that division getting any easier anytime soon. Right. No, so. no, definitely not. <laughs> especially if especially if the Rays, because the Rays are like what the A's strive to be. Right. You know, they don't spend a lot of money, but they win. You know, that's what the A's have done <clears throat> numerous times over the last 20 years. Uh, but the Blue Jays are starting to spend money. So if the Blue Jays try to somewhat match the Yankees, if the Rays start to spend a little bit of money, the Red Sox are in last place. They still spend money. So they're going to be right there. If they're healthy, they're going to be right there next year, too. So it's going to be very, very tough for the Orioles to sustain a set of, you know, some consistency there. And what I will oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, what I, if you're still on the AL East, go ahead. I was going to move on, but go ahead. No, I was just going to say something about the odds here and about, you know. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, you know, the Houston Astros trying to come and break up the media darlings uh, wet dream of, a, you know, trying to turn it into a nightmare here because, <laughs> right. you know, they want that New York, L.A. Dodgers type uh, World Series. But Absolutely. with the Astros creeping here at about, you know, three and a half, four to one, the Dodgers are still, you know, your favorite at three to one. Mets, you know, five to one, five and a half to one. 
you know, wherever you shop around, but the Yankees about the same five to one, the Braves eight to one. Those are going to be the teams you're going to find with double digits. Now you got the Mariners sitting at 15 to one, but you know, don't see much parity in baseball this year. Now you're starting to stretch Cardinals 15 to one Rays 16, as well as the Blue Jays, you know, your Baltimore Orioles 80 to one. But it's just um, it it just seems like the parody isn't here this year. You know, it's uh, it's looking like it's going to be three, four or five teams or bust, you know. So chalk, I think chalk is obviously going to win the World Series this year and uh, just not not looking forward to too many exciting surprises. I think we're going to know what we're going to get this year in the 2022 um, MLB playoffs. What have you? I, I will say that when I said the Twins and the White Sox probably aren't going to make the playoffs out of a wild card, when I flip back over to the actual division standings, I didn't know that they were one and two games behind the Guardians, uh, formerly the Indians, in the AL Central. I didn't even realize that. So when you think about it, over the next couple weeks, whoever wins that division is probably kicking the other two out of the playoffs. Because if the Guardians aren't in first place in the division, then they're back six and a half, six games out of a wild card spot. So with the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Orioles, and the Mariners doing so well, you have someone who's like you have a three-team race, and if whoever's you know second or third, you have no chance really of making a wild card spot. Unbelievable, five games over five hundred, that's it, and you're a division leader. White Sox only one game over five hundred, only two games out of the division. Unbelievable. And you have like similarly, so one game over 500, the Red Sox are two games under 500 and they're almost 15 games out of the division. (laughs) It's crazy how (laughs) these divisions work sometimes. Right. Right. So, okay. So let's go to the, uh, the divisions, the divisions. That's the point of the division to make the cream rise, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of like, kind of like what we're seeing right now, supposedly what's going to happen at least on paper, right. Is the AL, you know, the AL West and NFL that we'll get to in a little bit, but, you know, trying to rise right. all boats. Mm-hmm. So let's go. We have uh, some EPL just to check in on this week's games. Uh, Manchester United uh, finally gives Arsenal its first loss of the season. So they're five and one at fifth, but they still sit atop the table at 15 points. Running down the list of the top seven teams, Manchester City, Tottenham, Brighton and Hove Albion still there at four, one and one with 13 points. Man U is now top five with 12. Chelsea and Liverpool round at the top seven with 10 and nine points respectively. And then you have Leicester City last place. They are oh, they have one draw and five losses, so not a very good start for the Foxes. Uh, what have you so far for the first six games of the EPL season? There, Mark. Oh man, um, you said Liverpool's in what place now? They're in they're in seven. seven. They're tied. They're 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 tied with Brentford. <laughs> with I didn't even points. I didn't even think they'd be that you know that high right now. They just keep dropping points, um, right? But just uh, don't one. lose, right? Like when you have draws like that, you know, like that those one, two, three, four, five points that you accumulate could help you later on in the season when these other teams start to drop, actually lose games. They only have one loss, right? So, which right is there. against your Manchester United. But True. at the same time, we've seen how many times, you know, they would have lost, they would, I think the year that they won the EPL, they would have actually won the year before as well. But remember, they had so many draws around Christmas time that came That's and right. bit them in the ass. And I think City ended up winning it, right? So yeah. what I'm trying to say is, yeah, you want to say just keep drawing, keep drawing. But, you know, 
if you keep drawing as much as my seven-year-old daughter and your, you know, five-year-old daughter, you know, it's going to be, it's not going to be too much left. So, um, man, just, uh, and no, shot out Manchester United, uh, winning a big game over the weekend at Old Trafford. Your brother and I kind of like call that one. And I just kind of felt good, you know, I kind of, yeah, I kind of like the trajectory of, um, you know, man, you right now, just, uh, they were in the gutter for so long. And, you know, like I said, there's only one way to go when that's up. And, um, I, you know, they're playing and they're, they're enjoyable. They, they scored three and just, uh, you know, you just got to keep on building it, uh, keep getting better. Uh, you know, obviously Tottenham has been very good this year. Um, Arsenal as well, although they lost, but just, um, it's still young, man. I think that the CPL season, honestly, um, you know, we got the Champions League coming up. I know my Liverpool is playing mm-hmm. uh, Napoli. Uh, we'll probably talk about those first matches, um, you know, next week in our sports segment as well. But I think with the EPL and a lot of like these domestic leagues um, in Europe and around the world in general, I think that a lot of it is going to be based on after this World Cup. I think this World Cup is going to be. You know, the stage is set, you know, it got pushed back six months. It's at this, you know, grand, luxurious, you know, wherever it is, again, Dubai, right? Or the, um, where, um. I think you're right. Qatar. Qatar, yeah. Dubai, Qatar. Yeah. So, um, I think a lot of teams are going to try to, you know, make it safe, make it to winter, make it to Christmas time, uh, November, you know, start playing in this World Cup and just uh, I think um, if you can kind of hold your own until then and just uh, stay away from injuries, which Liverpool really has not been able to, um, you know, I already even seen my bot, my boy, you know, Chris, the bear Felica from ESPN College Game Day, <laughs> which is which is also a huge Liverpool fan. You know, he's all he's already calling like, you know, fourth is their ceiling in the EPL. Uh, you know, I somewhat tend to agree with him. I saw you tweeting him the other day. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of trying to go all in, right? In um, you know, for the Champions League, and although I, you know, I kind, I'm kind of with them. I think there are teams in the EPL right now that are going to be better than Liverpool this season. And um, but I mean, you still never want to give up on the league for your fans, for your sponsors, for right. you know, it's just um, and Champions League. If you know, Champions League might not be much easier. Right. If you're not if you're struggling right now with that Mane departure, if you're struggling right now with injuries, who's to say that, you know, Champions League is going to, you know, make it any easier. And like I said, that's just another variable that all these teams are going to have to, you know, maneuver through as, you know, these Champion League games that are going to be big, as well as still, you know, keeping up with your league and just getting ready for this World Cup. These managers and these organizations, you know, not just in England, but, you know, around the world are going to have a lot, a lot of, you know, mix and matching and, you know, strategic planning to do uh, from here on out. So it's going to be fun, but. Very true. Very true. So uh, we'll check in on these two sports in about two weeks, especially baseball, since the regular season's uh, coming to a close. I will say to your point about, you know, all those draws, I did look at last year, two years ago, standings, uh, 20 to 21 season. If uh, Man City, then Man U, and then Liverpool, the top three. Um, and uh, sure enough, Man U had 11 ties. Uh, 
Liverpool had nine ties and they each had like 21 and 20 wins respectively. And there you go. And then Man City had only five draws and 27 wins. So, yeah. So definitely to your point. Yeah, you're definitely right. Uh, you can't be, you know, like a lot of these ga- games that on paper or, you know, just in, I guess in the past that you should win, you got to win or other teams are going to take advantage. So, yeah. So going. Do you from, have any do you have any Champions League games up uh, pulled up real quick? I don't. I, I went straight to NASCAR. My, okay. my bad. Uh, yeah, but you know what? We'll go ahead and get into it next week for sure. Okay. Uh, so NASCAR, crazy game. I mean, game. We've got games all around, but race. Cr- crazy race at Darlington. Then the Southern 500, I told you, mark it on your freaking calendar. We have friends out there we could stay with and then drive the three and a half hours uh, to the coast. But... 2024 or 2025 we will be at the southern 500 this this looks like an an amazing race um crazy drama happening with you know uh you know fires in the hood of kevin harvick's car chase elliott getting getting into the wall kyle bush during a caution lap his uh, engine blows up with like 21 22 laps uh, to go in the race where he was seemingly had the race in the bag he was leading 155 laps and all of a sudden his day is now done um but yeah unbelievable race um the non-playoff driver of the 43 eric jones wins it uh, the 200th ever win for Richard Petty and Richard Petty Motorsports. Just a great race uh, and definitely some good you know, drama and momentum going into Kansas this weekend, bro. Yeah, definitely, man. I'll say that, you know, devil's advocate, I would say that the racing was, you know, it was all right. I don't think the racing was that good. I think you got clean air and that was it kind of. You know, not so much in the beginning. Obviously, uh, Logano got ran down by Byron there, you know, in that first right. stage when he looked like he was going to be out. But, you know, Byron caught just him. a little payback for the first time at Darlington, right? That is true. <laughs> um, but, I mean, uh, there was back and forth. You saw, obviously, right. um, you know, Truex got the lead as well. And his car had an issue also. So two Gibbs cars there. Um, you know, you mentioned Harvick being very unhappy with uh crappy ass parts man with the parts i guess and just um scary though like a fire just like spontaneously combusting in 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 the dash what the hell well i don't think it's in the dash i think it goes up there right that's where he said where it started i thought it's starting back from like from behind the tire that's what i thought that's what i thought too but in his interview he in his interview he said it started there i don't know I'm not sure. Um, he's not happy. Um, it's pretty crazy. Just, um, you know, the season's getting a little crazy right now. You know, we got a driver that made the playoffs that obviously can't compete. So another team, you know, another driver in their team is driving the car to try to win an owner's championship, which is Bubba Wallace, Kurt Weird. Bush sitting out. You know, you got these cars, which, uh, you know, mainly seem to be Fords that are catching on fire. Um, you know, you got Toyotas expiring, you know, before the right before races are going to end. You just got, man, you got Kyle Bush supposedly not even signed yet. Um, and I gave you guys some tin, some tin on that. Um, right. Gotta you know, like, just take a screenshot and save that just in case you're right. <laughs> it's kind of weird to me how like, you're, you know, he's still like a top three driver in the sport, if not still like most talented out there, you know. You got to put a couple guys up there, but obviously he is, especially getting up there closer to 40 years old. But the guy is still such a talent. And just the fact that he 
doesn't have a ride for next year. Um, find it kind of funny. I think it has something to do. I'll say it here. I think it has something to do with his brother. I think his brother's going to make a big decision here with his age and you know obviously. do you actually do you actually think he has a concussion or do you think it he's out of racing right now because of what came out uh with his now ex-wife you know saying that he was he was physically and emotionally like um you know uh, uh abusive and yeah well that came out a while ago right but i mean it, like you never know like what if he's now starting to like see it happen and then the the sport itself is like you never know what goes on behind the scenes. So I just kind of a, a conspiracy theory of of me thinking of that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, does he um, really have a concussion this many weeks in a row, or is it because you know his ex wife is threatening to uh, you know send out some video or something? <laughs> you know, what I mean, like it's something crazy that you would see in like a a, a made up drama show. But hey, we've seen crazier things happen. Yeah, and I don't remember. I can't picture the hit that gave him that concussion in my head right now. So right. I can't really, um, I can't really, you know, comment on if I think it was hard or not. But that is something that's going on in the sport right now as well. That's another thing that you know drivers, as you know, Kevin Harvick will attest to probably as well that how hard drivers are hitting. That um, for some reason the the hits are feeling harder they're getting i don't know they're getting turned harder and you know they're causing harder hits so you know i believe it i don't think i wouldn't say i don't believe that any driver would want to not be in the playoffs dude i mean he's right. a, he's a pretty damn good driver and for him to just not want to be in the playoffs because some you know you know p- imposing possible allegations that his ex-wife might you know, I've you know, I don't know his ex-wife personally. She seemed pretty cool. I don't know if she'd be the type of you know woman to do that to him. But man, just uh, I believe that it's like concussion based. But um, I think that he has a lot of decision making to do, and mm-hmm. um, I think that could be a big reason why you know why his brother hasn't announced anything. Kyle, he's already obviously in the Toyota camp, so. It'd be an easy, you know, switch for Toyota to just bring them over to, you know, twenty three eleven. You know, right. Gibbs Gibbs can hop in the, you know, in the eighteen. There it is, you know, like the most famous car for Gibbs, the number eighteen, with the Gibbs name, you know, driving it. Uh, That's makes true. perfect sense to me. So, I don't know, yeah. but have you noticed how like uh, seems like. Michael Jordan's been pretty involved. He was, I think, mm-hmm. at Daytona. He was really into the race, but yeah, he was. I, li- I like to see that as an owner, you know, just not just a money grab, if you will. The guy just obviously show his true, you know, passion for racing by being at the, you know, the race, being atop the pits, really like listening to the racing electronics and you know the radio, and you know he really wants to be in the mix, so. Um, right. Shout out Michael Jordan. So it brings a lot of eyes to our sport, you know, that we love. And I appreciate that. So I will say that it was, you know, you know, you said the racing wasn't good or whatever. But like when I first started to watch the race, when I got home, when I did, uh, Larson was down like three laps or whatever, you know, because he had some engine problems in the beginning of the race. So I was like, oh, you know, there's no really no reason. But then I see that he's only two two laps down like start to tune in he's only one lap down and that's right when i text you i was like dude he's on the lead lap and he's right there and i think he got up to like 11th or whatever um so just a, 
a nice recovery from him from his standpoint because at one point he was like on the bubble out of it now he's back up into like you know solidify himself in there so going into kansas this weekend though uh this is the race last year that kyle larson did win he finished second earlier this year uh in this race so uh what say you for the uh, race over at kansas this weekend for uh, the week two of the playoffs for nascar man i think kansas could be pretty crazy too in my opinion um mm-hmm. another one of those um you know it's gonna be fast um who who won there earlier in the year do you know who got the who got the win i or if you're gonna look it up uh let's see wasn't it wasn't it keselowski no no Zlowski didn't doesn't have a win this year maybe last year he won there no okay i know you're right um let's see i'm not sure go ahead and give your thoughts on the race and i'll look it up yeah um i think it's gonna be i think the toyotas are gonna be strong again um i think uh truex has a lot to prove you obviously saw him at darlington wanting to win this damn thing obviously the driver that did win i think it it's I think I heard it was the first time ever since NASCAR has started like this whole playoff type of uh, racing, the for, uh, playoff form. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time that a non playoff driver has won the first race of the playoff. So that oh, was cool. pretty cool. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of these drivers are going to be hungry. Um, I think I I think Chastain and Trackhouse fell off a little bit. I was expecting to see them more. Um, I actually thought, you know, in the middle of the season, I thought they could have been a car going into the final four, right? That's how good they were running. I don't Suarez, know if I... Suarez ran good too. Even he failed pre-inspection three times, had to go to the back of the pack. And late in the race, he had freaking a speeding penalty on pit road. So he actually had a fast race car, I, I think all. And then actually he got uh, he got into it with uh, Christopher Bell too. So I think he had I a fast th- car. Yeah, I think um, I'd like to see Logano leading the points right now. That's good to see, right. um, you know, so but I think that there's it's still going to be so tough, man. And we after Kansas, we got Bristol and I just think that, yeah, Bristol yeah, night race. Baby. I just think it's going to be wild, bro, because Kurt Busch you know, won that race, by the way, at Kansas, wow. the, Ad, the Advent Health 400. So that's the race that actually propelled him into. That's right. So that's now when we he have, had. That's when he had that car that had the elephant, the elephant print that looked like the on the Jordan on shoes. The Jordan, that was yep. sick ass car. That's mm-hmm. right. So now you have the Hollywood Casino four hundred, baby. But dude, I think like dude, like Harvick is pretty much gonna have to win now, almost right after like that DNF. Um, Bush. I don't. A Bush, you know, there's a lot of drivers that are gonna be right there on top of the drivers that didn't have issues but just aren't gonna run as good in points like a Cindric, like a dylan Austin which i dylan, still think yeah. is gonna be out in the first round but like um you know um a chris uh, Bla- briscoe blaney. a blaney not, yeah blaney ran pretty good but yeah a blaney a briscoe man it's gonna be wild like right now yeah. i feel like is there any car that's a lock to even make it to the final four right now? Maybe, you know, Chase was supposed to be four wins, you know, overall regular season points champ or champion, right? right. And then you see him just go all willy-nilly into a corner, like, way out mm-hmm. of control. I don't even know what happened in that and car. And he got that. into Briscoe, too, yeah. I mean, so he so he DNF'd. I mean, I don't know. I mean— It's wild. I mean— and- 
and like with these cars and everything, I I just throw out the stats, you know, because over the last seven races, you have Harvick who doesn't have any wins over the last seven races, but he has he has an average finish of less than seventh place, you know, like all time, like 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 current drivers right now, active drivers. He is the only driver to all time in 33 races. He has an average finish of a top 10, just over ninth place. Pretty crazy. So he's de- definitely has success at Kansas, but, you know, just throw let's just. Throw it out there. Just throw out and the stats. How, and how bad is Michael Jordan feeling right now that his driver that won this race, you know, in the in the in the spring exactly. couldn't make it because of concussions, right? So right. But I do just, see your I do see your point about the Toyotas being up there, you know. Kyle Bush has a win over the last couple of years. Danny Hamlin has two wins here over the last couple of races. So does Logano though. So I, I see Logano being up there in the top five, top seven throughout the day. Uh, as long as there's no engine problems, I see Larson up there as well. Maybe cracking a top five to top seven finish. So, yeah, that I definitely see there's going to be a lot of um, playoff drivers up there. But no, you're absolutely right. There's a handful of drivers that absolutely positively need a win. Yeah, and there's um, I mean, there's a lot of drama right now, dude, and I love it, dude. I, mm-hmm. Dude, I love the NASCAR season. I love the drama that it builds. We're gonna start seeing drivers getting pissed at each other, I think, and just right. um, just I love that fire from Harvick and just, especially it, well, especially the Bristol Night Race. Remember what happened last year where Harvick was right behind Larson, and then Chase got right, it blocked him right oh, up in there, and right. then and then it propelled Larson to a win there. And then uh, Harvick was talking shit about uh, uh, Chase, so that was pretty funny. So, but yeah, it's gonna be a good race. Um, I think the race is Sunday, on Sunday, three p.m. Eastern, twelve Pacific, if I'm not uh, um, mistaken. And that is so. absolutely perfect. If there's no good, like you know, morning games or whatever, the Raiders don't play until. Oh, the Raiders play one, one. So yeah, the race should be. Oh, oh no, on no. noon. Oh no, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Kansas Speedway. I'm gonna have to, uh, and I don't have the PIP, but the rowdy, uh, the rowdy Roddy Piper. I don't have the picture in pictures, so oh, gonna have to maybe go to my, on my phone, have the race on my phone or something, and the Raider game on the TV. But no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game, right? a good race. So. Speaking of good games, hey, uh, that's right, though. That's right. We are back into this time of season where they're going to be overlapping for a while, man. Right. Kind of sucks. I mean, but then again, as long as the Raiders don't play at night next week, we have uh, the Bristol night race. Oh, no. The Bristol night race is Saturday night. Saturday. So, Saturday. So, oh, cool. I'll be at work. College Sick. Foop- oh, yeah. Even, yeah college <laughs> I'll, football. Be at, I'll be at work. Cool. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> okay. Alabama, Georgia or something, you know. It's not- right. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into some football. So, of course, college, NFL. So, college, I will say that I admitted it last year because I started the new job. I will be kind of in and out of, like, watching games of college football just because I have work Friday. I sleep throughout the day on Saturday, wake up, then I have work again Saturday. So, college football, just how my schedule works, is going to kind of suck to actually watch the game. So I'm going to have to depend on you and Sean to give more insight. But, hey, I will try. So uh, what did you like about the first uh, week of – actually, first week or two of college football? Oh, man, say. I always love it, dude. You know how much I love college football, man. I just – man, just the kids getting back in school, the marching bands, just everyone's fired up, you know, the mascots, just, you know – the college game day, college game day, tailgates, you know, Jack Harlow going up there making a jackass himself. Jesus, but, right. <laughs> but his actually his picks weren't too bad, though. His picks weren't too oh, bad. Really? But, 
I mean, I thought he played the part. People are clowning him and whatnot. I thought, you know, I thought the kid was pretty funny asking mm-hmm. Corso who he liked and saying that whatever. It was like a girl in Cincinnati. That's why he was rolling with them. But, <laughs> man, what did I enjoy, dude? Look, we had Georgia obviously pound Oregon. I said that before, and I'll Good say morning. it again. Oregon just um, it sucks because us being over here on the West Coast, being Pac-12 fans, and just Oregon, you know, always getting this hype preseason, what have you. And just, you know, they, they go down there in the SEC country or they have like these big, uh, you know, hyped up, you know, high profile games. And they always, you know, kind of woof it, in my opinion. So they lose 49 to three, um, st- you know, just uh, Spencer Bennett having a field day uh, for Georgia, um, you know. So that was a whooping, not too fun to watch, but obviously it was a high-profile game. Ohio State barely beats by 11 against Notre Dame. Everyone thought that that was going to be a pounding due to the line that was there, like a minus 16 Ohio State. But Notre Dame uh, surprisingly keeps it close and was leading at halftime 10 to 7. You know, obviously we know that the new coach coming over from the defensive coordinator position, uh, Marcus Freeman, I like to call him Morgan Freeman just for shits and giggles and for good <laughs> gift purposes. But, I mean, he comes over. Um, he has the defense looking pretty good. And, you know, just, uh, you know, obviously they, they probably put a plate a little bit better than if Brian Kelly would have stayed because Brian Kelly last night, um, his newly acquired LSU Tigers down there in the bayou, did not look that good against, you know, against um, uh, Florida State University. Mike Norvell having their team down there in Tallahassee kind of put together. I did lose that game. I did lose a parlay, which I'm pretty salty about because when I put it back in Reno like three, four weeks ago, I didn't realize Florida State. This is what happens when your handicapping isn't on par and you're not sure. Um, Florida State had a game in hand last week. Obviously, this was their second game, and they play good. The transfer from Arizona State, Mike, uh, couldn't do anything. He wasn't ready to play in the SEC down there um, against the big boys. He was used to defensive lines down there in Arizona, and those boys um, down in AZ just aren't the same size and speed and quickness. Another team from the Pac-12 that kind of held their own, could have won, but also, again, another pac team has to lose in the SEC in Utah, losing in Gainesville, 26-29, to Florida pulling off a small upset there, being the home underdog with uh, Billy Napier as the first-season head coach there. Um, Utah looks pretty good. I like Cam Rising. I like the quarterback. Um, I always like the coach, and um, I think – Utah is going to obviously be one to contend in the South with uh, Lincoln Riley's USC, who uh, pounds uh, Rice 66 to 14, brother. That was uh, pretty good at showing. Uh, we also know Lincoln yes, Riley sir. always has that high-powered offense. So, um, man, just, uh, you know, kind of just running down some games today. Just finished a while ago. Clemson uh, pounding Georgia Tech 41 to 10. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, just that kind of some top 25 games that I enjoyed. There were some other ones, but, um, I don't know if you saw anything, but week two, we got a good game coming up, Texas, Alabama. That's going to be fun, but tell me what you thought it's, so far. I, I, I mean, 
obviously I, I had the USC game not on my phone, not on there because it's on the Pac-12 network. And, obvi- and unfortunately, my YouTube TV, even if you bought some like, you know, the sports package that has Red Zone, they do not offer the Pac-12 network. So I was not able to watch USC. I had to you know watch on the GameCast on my phone, score 66 points. But hopefully this week uh, they play Stanford. So that's got to be on TV somewhere, you know, right. definitely. Um, but this is a classic week two uh, of college football. A yes, handful, like, like a couple of good matchups, but like Ohio State plays Arkansas State. Southern Miss visits the U. You know, um, you know, you have what NC State playing Charleston Southern, Southern Utah playing it at Utah, hey, Notre hey, Dame hey. playing Marshall. NC you know? State needs a little bit of a break after that crazy Appalachian State game that your brother had money on. What right, was that thing like? 63 to 59 or dude, that thing was wild bro oh that's right i remember you guys text uh, that's right because i woke up to what 151 messages from you guys no i think it was like 214 <laughs> Two, that's right 214 but yeah so georgia uh georgia bulldogs are at home against looking like the samford bulldogs um but yeah akron visits, <laughs> akron visiting michigan state i mean like yeah like a lot of these matchups but i will say like like florida down in the swamp they're at home against kentucky their favorite by four and a half right now you know um usc stanford c opener right so that's pretty good right i mean usc stanford the pac-12 opener that's not a gimme game for usc they have to go to silicon valley only a nine point favorites right now and then oregon will probably there's even no line for oregon they're probably going to absolutely destroy eastern washington the team (laughs) with the red turf mr taiwan jones is uh alma mater but that's right yeah, what do you like going into uh, this week, week two of the college football season before we get in the NFL? Yeah, man, I don't know. I think that Alabama-Texas game is going to be fun. I think uh, Texas pro- – I mean, Alabama is probably going to have their way with them. Um, you know, we got another SEC opener here, South Carolina at Arkansas. Obviously, Arkansas was a big uh, game. I won against Cincinnati. Um, sorry, Mr. Jack Harlow, but I had to get hmm. that win from you. But nah, man, just uh, look at, I think like, yeah, that 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 Stanford and the USC game is obviously going to be kind of a headliner one for week two, like you said, typical week two. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, Cal, UNLV, just looking down the list here, nothing really catching my eye, not even really, you know, seeing any lines right now. But, um, you know, stay tuned, might have a little bit of extracurricular Things for um, some comic booky college fans out there, but that's right. Man, we yes. gotta get. We Stay gotta. Tuned. Me, me, and your brother need to have like a spinoff or something Saturday morning, man. Like seriously, right? like some go type li- of like go live on Instagram or on, something. Bro. Yeah, right. You just made me think about that when you said that two hundred and fourteen messages we sent in the morning. <laughs> like, I mean, we're you, literally... <laughs> like if you're gonna be on your phones, might as well be like talking to other people and not just yourselves. <laughs> I mean, we're literally just talking about like lines and spreads and these games like back and forth with each other. Why right? not just like laugh about it and just like you know go live and see if anyone can like <laughs> tune in, right? Just like right because I, I love this crap and you know college is um. It almost, you know, I say it every year. Then NASCAR, college, NFL, probably like my top favorite sports that I'll actually commit to watching. You know, it's with all the time constraints that we have as parents and adults and, and, and husbands now. It's tough, but um, you know, NASCAR, college, and NFL is just uh, you know, something that we try to make time for. So we'll see. 
Oregon yeah. State and Fresno could be pretty fun as well. You know, those late night recap games, SEC going to Arizona and the Mississippi State seeing Arizona after they beat uh, San Diego State. Pac-12 after dark. I love it. Also love it. at night on ESPN, though, you're going to get Baylor and BYU. Um, so we'll see if your brother is going to bet on the Mormons again and uh, <laughs> see if uh, they get him another win. But, man, per, you know, it's not as bad as I thought. You're only going to have about, you know, five, six, seven high, high profile games. But um, and, and you know what? Like those games who are like, you know, you know, Samson versus Georgia, those sometimes those are the games where, you know what? Put a plus 60. Like, is George really going to beat him by 60? So sometimes you might have a game where they'd lose by 40. But you know what? There's a win if you take the dog, you know. Or you take all the favorites and just assume that all these top 10, top 15 teams are going to win by 100. <laughs> and see, this is why I wish I knew a little bit more of, like, some more teams going into the season. Because, you know, I see the line here right now. You know, USC looking like a, about minus 9. Um, that could seem about right, but I do know history and I do know, you know, Stanford, uh, plays them, can play them tough, you know, and, you know, Very with true. them being at home, not saying that there's going to be a crazy, you know, spectacular environment with so many fans at a Stanford game, but might be more USC fans. But what I'll say is, yes, you know, there's some value there in minus nine. If it starts to creep up later on in the week. Uh, might be looking at taking Stanford double digits. You never know. So keep your eyes peeled on that one. All right. So uh, now we're going to get to the sport where I – this is why I like having the schedule that I have. This, I would he, take it, this, is, this is all him, ladies and gentlemen. I would not take it any other way. I would totally sacrifice he, a Saturday this, night race and college football this, in yes. order to have my NFL on Sunday. The man sorry. said, sorry, Kansas Motor Speedway. Can you believe the man said this? Yeah, sorry next Saturday for any kind of college football or the night Bristol night race because I need my NFL on Sunday mornings. I get no sleep. I wake up, up at 9.55 to that red zone countdown, and I'm loving every minute of it. Um, so, yeah, so we open the season up Thursday night football in a few days. Only game this week, this year on Thursday on NBC, Buffalo at the L.A. Rams. I mean, I'm not going to run down all the games. What I will say is that it, th this section right here is going to be different from uh, last year because usually you, we would give our picks, but now us and all of you were making our picks online on runyourpool.com. Again, I'm going to put the link to the, um, to the, uh, free contest in the YouTube page. I'm going to put it on the, uh, the, um, put the link to it on all of your, you know, the, you know, like where you get your podcast, right? On, on Apple or on iHeartRadio and stuff. So, Mark, let's get into it, man. Finally, we are here, week one of the NFL season. Uh, run down any games that you like, uh, as far as just wanting to watch or wanting to put a little bit of hard-earned uh, tax uh, dollars on. <laughs> you know which one I'm trying to watch, brother. Um, <laughs> my Raiders, <laughs> a big, big game coming up against the Los Angeles Chargers of. San Diego, of, <laughs> <laughs> whatever no, but, the hell. <laughs> yeah, but um, nah, man. Um, I'm you know I'm really upset. I'm really upset at freaking LSU dude for blowing up my my parlay. I put in a nice little parlay in Reno like a month ago, and you know just kind of off the top of my head, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you know just kind of going off the top of my head, and I thought I really thought you know I was gonna get to the NFL weekend. Because I, I picked two um, two uh, NCAA games, and then I had like five 
NFL games on it, right? So I was like, if I can just get, you know, Arkansas, which won, and then if I can just get LSU to get me past week one, then I'm going to have like a nice little parlay, which was mostly money line going into, oh, okay. you know, the weekend. I think the Raiders were the only team that I had. I took the plus three and a half with them. Um, they wouldn't oh, let me cool. buy the yeah, half a point. Half. I wanted to get it to four. Um, but I didn't. So I, I know I was feeling pretty good. So I think I'm just going to have to, you know, um, get that account, um, you know, going and just, uh, mm-hmm. maybe have to put in the same parlay on my account, but it's yeah, just o- the five games. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah, exactly. Just the five games, but they're not going to pay as much. And it's always fun when, you know, you got a little bit of money waiting for you there at the William Hill in Reno or South Lake Tahoe. To, <laughs> yeah. You know, make a little trip before the, gotcha. before the snow and the rain really start here in the winter time. So, yeah, that's um, right. So, I mean, what other games, dude? I mean, I think that the I mean, j- just going based off of what we've seen in preseason and what we can see, uh, you know, the quote unquote experts see, I see the 49ers um, having an easy time. You know, the weather's probably not as uh, I don't. Asian. 73 degrees and sunny they don't have any like you know uh you know oh the you know west coast teams travel east to the eastern time zone and got the crappy weather blah blah blah. there's no kind of disadvantage there i think the 49ers win by at least uh 10 to 13 points over the chicago bears right there i wow. uh, you know and, and again giving this insight and opinion it's not like i'm giving out picks you know for the contest because that's gonna be a secret secret until 10 a.m on sunday but yeah uh that's one game that kind of jumps out at me for sure I think New England going to Miami is going to be a big one for obviously the division and 80, 87 degrees and probably 90% humidity. Oh, gross. That's, that's what I was telling you. Um, that's Bill, sticky, Bel- icky. Bill Belichick, I think is going to send his players there four or five days early. I heard so they can kind of oh, like start okay. trying to get accustomed to it, which is pretty smart. smart. Um, I actually had Miami money line um, on that parlay. So you know, I like them. Um, I still kind of like them. I, I think a lot of people. But one thing that got the one thing that is kind of scaring me is that I know we mentioned it last week on the preview episode, but um, it seems like a lot of more a lot more people are down on New England than I thought. I've been hearing a lot of talking heads and whatnot kind of oh, say really? that they're thinking New England is going to take a step back as well. So um, that kind of scares me because uh, when everyone's down on them, they might just uh uh, you know what people wrong you know what you know what happens exactly so but that that should be a pretty good game obviously this thursday night game the first game of thursday night before it heads over to prime amazon prime video mm-hmm. where you guys can also hear this lovely comic bookies podcast on the weekly yes sir and so yeah man um that's probably gonna be you know on paper probably one of the best games right buffalo at you know the For rams sure. Let's see if the Rams are hungover and let's see how hungry Buffalo, you know, so that it's a really, really, really intriguing game to watch to see how a team that almost made it there comes back and how the team that won it and has, um, you know, has one of their players playing um, fighting off people helmets. See how they're (laughs) doing. See how they end up doing. And um, I, I don't see them taking that much of a step back. Like I said in the preview show, I think that. They had a couple more years left till like they start losing all that draft position and whatnot. So I think that they're going to play pretty good. And I think that's going to be a fun game. So, but yeah, it's not too, too many interesting games. Um, I mean, 
I am. I don't know if I'm going to pick this, but I'm rooting. I'm really rooting for the Jaguars to start off the season strong and go into Washington and get a win there. I mean, Washington, the commanders are a minus three, but I mean, that's pretty much a pick them, right? When you, when you put it down to it, when the team's at home, they usually give them what, two or three points as it is. So man, come on, Trevor Lawrence, let's go start off the season strong, go down there and get a damn win. And I or actually, go, or technically, I, go up there. Sorry, coming from Florida, Florida. I actually had the Commanders um, money line um, when I oh, put in did. that part. That was one of the teams I had in the parlay as well. I think I had, I had the Niners money line, which you like. I had uh, Bengals, and then I had Dolphins and Commanders and the Raiders, and I think I had the Titans too. I like the Titans at home against I the like Giants the Titans. for sure. Um, you know what? I, I I love this team to just get on off on, on a good start. You know, just give the fans some some hope. You know, because they're gonna end up ripping out their hearts as either way. But I like the Cowboys at home against the Buccaneers. Mm. You know, prime time. You know, NBC Sunday Night Football. It's a really good game. You know, I kind of like the Cowboys to get off to a good start and win uh, against uh, Tom Brady. Tom touchdown, Tommy and the Tom. Buccaneers. You know, that 11 days he took off, you know, maybe that doesn't bode so well for him. I don't know. The Broncos and Seahawks is not going to be that good of a game, although it was a good game maybe a few years ago. You know, Seahawks are not a very good team right now, Uh, but only minus six and a half. Maybe the 12th man has something to say for him. Who knows? You know, have you noted or here's another game that's going to be right alongside our Raider game here at 125 p.m. uh, Pacific, 425 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Mike, have you noticed before we, yeah, Chiefs Cardinals, exactly. You you read it, Ben. See, that's going to be big implications for two reasons. You want to see how uh, Kingsbury is going to come out of the gate with uh, Kyler Murray, right? I think that's going to be big for their fan base. It's going to be big for them going forward, right? They're going to really want to prove that game. So is the Chiefs. They're going to want to prove whatever. Tyreek Hill, he's gone, you know. That's big for the Raiders because if the Cardinals, as a four and a half point home underdog right now, if they can somehow squeak that win over Patrick Mahomes playing in a dome first game, you know, maybe unsettled, which we don't really expect from Patrick Mahomes, but we'll see, right? If the Cardinals can kind of pull off that upset on the money line, then I'd say, you know, that's going to start off the AFC West, depending on, you know, what, what the Raiders and Chargers and Broncos do, but that could, uh, you know, that could be big implications, not just for the I Chiefs hope. in the West, but also mm-hmm. for the Cardinals and, you know, in the in the West and the NFC as well. Right. They I want to compete. Right. They want I mean, to contend. Not only for the rate for the Raiders sake because of the Chiefs, but I hope that the Cardinals go out there and they spend every ounce of energy and pull off a win that week because the very next week they go to Vegas so the Cardinals That's start right. the season off with two <laughs> AFC division uh, teams. My brother will be down there with his buddy, uh, Bobby. Shout out to those two guys going from Arizona up to Vegas to go to the Cardinals Raiders game week two. So I hope that they use up every ounce of energy, every ounce of whatever, what have you. And then they go in, you know, and uh, the Raiders handle them in week two. But um, I mean, other than that, you know, uh, the Colts lay in some, some, some points, you know, at, at Houston. So we'll see about that. You know, the Ravens, uh, you know, it's like some of those games where it's like, yeah, yeah, the Ravens are going to beat the Jets by, by eight, right? You know, 
yeah, the Eagles are going to, you know, hey, you know what? Lions coming off of the uh, the hard knocks. Lions getting four points at home against the Eagles. You know, your guys is a, a potential NFC East champions. Who knows about that? Division game, Steelers, Bengals. It's, you know, I don't know. I really don't have a lot of uh, opinion on it yet because I haven't seen anybody play. So, some guys, like I said earlier, haven't seen anybody play, period, you know, in, exactly. even in the preseason. So we'll just see, man. It's kind of a kind of that. Like you say, that show me week, you know, show me what you're made of. Are the are, are the Saints really only five and a half uh, point favorites going into Atlanta? Because Atlanta looks like to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. So so we'll I've see, been, man. I, I've been hearing nothing but good things about um, new about New Orleans, man. Right. They so could. give Tampa Bay a run for their money, maybe in the division. But I'm ex- I'm just overall excited about this. And, and I can't wait to talk about these games next week. And then go, obviously going into week two, it'll be more of a, you know, more entertaining, I think, in, in my eyes. Well, yeah, we're going to actually have something to, you know, talk about. <laughs> some right? stats and some right injuries, now maybe. Just, and yeah. <laughs> right now it's implications going off what we think is going to happen. What, you know, you know, just I hope everybody does good good in their picks who's joining the contest once again run your pool.com tcb contest um but you know i i i mean i just i just pray for a good nfl season um then that mm-hmm. um, my team and all of yours makes the super bowl as well <laughs> and all of yours right <laughs> i mean look at the steeler look at the steelers in you know cincinnati um yeah, that's a rivalry right and right now we don't know what we're gonna get i think i don't i think I don't even think Tomlin has exactly said that it's going to be Trubisky. I'm pretty sure we're sure, but I think reports came out that something about how he never even said yet, but most likely it's going to be Trubisky. But um, yeah, just uh, hope for some parody, hope for some, you know, for some fun and man, it's football. What can we say, baby? It's here and it is back. Hell yeah, buddy. So everyone hope you enjoy a great weekend. We have plenty to get to to watch. You know, like we just said, you have baseball this weekend or this whole weekend weekend. You have the NASCAR playoff race on Sunday. You have EPL this weekend. You have college on Saturday and, you know, some other, you know, conferences they are even playing on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Um, What's that? The Mac, <laughs> the Mac plays yeah, on they, like Tuesday, Wednesday, action. Thursday. That's yeah, later action. on in the season, though. Oh, okay. They usually do that later on in the season. The right. And then, and then, of course, NFL week one, you have so much to look forward to this weekend. So, Mark, send us away for episode 159, bro. Yes, yes, yes. This is 159, not 169. That is coming up in 10 more. Halfway through the season, we'll get to that 6-9 number that all of you love. But, no, in all seriousness, it's uh, really hot out here. Everybody stay cool. Stay in the AC if you can. Uh, don't overpower our grid in California because, you know, they want you to get electric cars, but they can barely handle some AC Slaters being on during the state. So, anyway, <laughs> um Everybody have fun um, across the country, across the globe. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Comic Bookies podcast. As always, this is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics. Make sure you check them out in Fremont, California. Our social media, you can always reach us at the Comic Bookies, at Twitter, at the Comic Bookies, on Instagram. If you want to email us, if you want to do it old school, email your picks. If you have any questions, thecomicbookies at gmail.com is where you can find us. And yeah, man, just uh, everybody settle in, hunker down, and uh, enjoy these last 
days of summer, if you will, and uh, enjoy the pigskin that's going to be coming your way because it is here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, again, like I was saying uh, one or two other times in the episode, I will put a link to the uh, runyourpool.com super contest that TCB that our podcast is putting on cash and swag prizes for the top three winners of this season. Um, if you can't find it here on YouTube or on the description of the episode uh, for 159, just search our Instagram, just search our uh, Twitter. We've shared the link plenty of times, so you have a few days to sign up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for 159. I hope everyone ha- stays cool and uh, and has a great week. Read some books and go watch some sports and just be good to each other, you know? Uh, enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. Go Raiders. Peace and always enjoy each other. And don't forget, dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. dun It's back, baby. Everybody enjoy, and good luck on your picks. Peace, stay safe. Happy Labor Day. PCB, we love you.